The Ghost, and this is our current episode of our show where we talk about indie music and we talk to artists from around the world. But this episode is about Family Electric Ghost music and the song Distorted Truth. Uh, Distorted Truth was a song we wrote, it's kind of in the, in the tradition of um, a dark ghost track that we call um, If Love Has No Ceiling, Why Is My Heart in the Floor? It's about the kind of uh, distortions that happen in relationships where perception is reality and sometimes uh, feelings that you have toward someone are not returned or um, you don't return those feelings to that person or there's a lack of empathy, uh, there's oversensitivity. There's all the things that kind of take a relationship and throw it into the trash heap and uh, tear it apart. And sometimes you have a, a working relationship with somebody and, uh, you know, something happens and you just can't continue to work. And uh, it just becomes a big mess. And we were living through that in the last year from 2017 to 2018. And uh, we've used that 
that pain of that situation to create uh, the Dark Ghost songs, which have been released on all the streaming platforms as singles. Uh, and now we're working toward, you know, taking uh, what we feel are, are the best songs and putting them into uh, several volumes of uh, albums that are going to be on CD through Amazon. And this particular song is uh, in the running to be on volume one. Uh, we've talked about before that the the main core three songs that will be on the first volume are Sonic Twin, If uh, Love Has No Ceiling, Why Is My Heart on the Floor, and Dark Ghost, Souls Never to Move Toward. Uh, all of these other songs I've been working on in the last six months um, are now in the running. We've done some things in our workflow to increase um, our capabilities. Our recording capability was increased by the Zoom R24. <clears throat> we got the Moog DFAM for analog percussion. We've got a studio electronics microphone. We got the VT4 vocal transformer from Roland. Uh, we got the drummer from another mother from uh, from Moog. We've got an Arturia 6U with a make noise math utility module and a make noise morphogene. All these things have given us new life to a bunch of songs <clears throat> and have created uh, the vibe for the Dark Ghost album, which is basically a, an idea that's in the Dark Ghost song that sometimes you meet a soul that you should never know. Sometimes you meet a soul you should never move toward, uh, that you should never hold, you should never love, you should never, you know, have anything to do with. And it's kind of a, a, a breakup type of uh, uh, ideology that, you know, sometimes when that thing goes so bad, you just feel it's like, like love was a phantom in the night. It was like darkness. It was nothing. It just doesn't make you feel good. And uh, love without love is no love at all, you know. And so that, that's a consistent theme through Dark Ghost. And... Uh, it's at a microcosm level, at an individual level, and it's also at a macrocosm level. Going back to a, a book of poetry we published when we were in our 20s called Cancer. I am a cancer survivor. From age 27, I had a sarcoma, and then I beat it, had radiation treatment, had several surgeries, and uh, I've been in remission ever since, and I'm at age 51. And uh, traumatic events like that uh, put a kind of scar you, but also prepare you for the hard times in life. And 2017 was a really hard time. We uh, lost my father to Alzheimer's, lost uh, one of my best friends, my brother's first wife, uh, died from MS. Um, and, I, and I lost the relationship I had with uh, an individual I won't name, uh, where we worked on a project and a bunch of bad things happened to her uh, in her personal life. And then I wasn't able to hold on um, uh, and wait. I wasn't patient enough to wait for her to come back. And maybe she wasn't ever gonna come back from that because she had some tragedies in her life and we were working on a project. You know, it, you know, it was selfish or self-centered in some ways, but you know, you're living, you learn. I'm sorry for all that, but you know, that's part of what happens in life, you you don't know what you can handle, what you can't handle. And you, it was just my truth that I couldn't handle 
the disconnection in that situation, so I broke off. Um, but I always felt like if in the song, um, if love has no ceiling, why is my heart on the floor? That, that the whole situation was already breaking apart before the tragedies that this this person was already pulling away was starting to disengage. And, and I don't think they were fully honest about that. And it just made it easier when all the other things happened. Um, so this is, a, you know, what artists do. You take, a, you take a personal situation and you use it to create art. So in uh, that vein, you know, we talk to a lot of artists around the world. We, uh, we just talked to Jess Davis, um, who's an actor in New York City. Uh, we had a really good conversation, two-hour-long conversation about her, her work. She's got a film called Clay. She's been on. She's actually going to be on the Netflix Punisher season two, uh, and uh, you know she does has a clothing line. We've talked to her for a long time. We would love. We're just kind of blue skying it out there. That um, we've always wanted to have uh, Josephine Electric portrayed by an actress or a dancer, and we're just putting out there one day that we'll talk to her directly. Uh, that it would be cool if Jess Davis actually played Josephine in a video for us. Um, so if she ever listens to what we're doing, that would be cool. Um, we'll probably float it to her at some point. I know she's real busy, but her vibe is so awesome. I was just kind of blue sky in my head that, uh, you know, if, if she could put together a project with us uh, to have a Josephine Electric um, actually come to life, I think she'd be the best person. We had thought about some other folks to do that um but after all this time and having several conversations with Jess Davis that would be really cool um so that's just a float idea <laughs> haven't talked to her about it so no fans don't, don't pressure nobody don't say nothing about it um other than uh you know I guess you could float it but um we're just kind of boost guy in it we are somewhat disappointed that teenage engineering has kind of done it again uh, when the OP1 came out, they didn't make enough of them for the demand. And the OPZ has the same situation. We were on a wait list with Sweetwater um, for for since November, no, October. And now we've been told that we're not going to get it till March. <laughs> and we were hoping to do a lot of cool videos with that and actually use it for Dark Ghost. And now it looks like that's not going to happen. So we're maybe changing the game and thinking about uh, grandmother, we're thinking about uh, Model 24. Given the fact that we're recording a Model 24, would probably be a good investment to go back and do a, a remaster of all the Dark Ghost tracks with the analog workflow on this mixer, which is uh, very exciting. It has knob per function on all the uh, compression utilities and different effects. Um, we're thinking that would give a lot of power, a lot of luster to our mix. We have been using landark.com and we've been successful in promoting most of our music onto all the platforms at a quality that's enough to be, you know, validated for streaming services. But we're always looking to increase our sonic capabilities and we think the Tascam R24 would be a great machine. Back in the day, we had a Tascam 4 tracker uh, that we originally wrote um, music before we were the Ghost back in the um, 90s. We used to use it with a D5 Roland and a Korg sequencer. 
we wrote a lot of songs um, that are on our SoundCloud. Um, some of these I- ideas were on our SoundCloud, and I think we'll probably put out um, a project on Landar of our early instrumental recordings with that don't have any voices uh, on them. Don't have Josephine, don't have the Phantom. So we're planning on, on doing that, but the Dark Ghost is the main thing we're working on right now. And um, we're excited to uh, keep on recording and keep on pushing. And we are um, supported now by corporate sponsors. Anchor itself is a sponsor now. And they have ads that they can run on these podcasts. Uh, we also have a sponsor that's um, CIN Pals, which is a social network that has um, validation where people are able to uh, you know, get verified and background checked. So the goal of CIN Pals is to have folks you know, verified and checked. Uh, so then if people want to meet physically to not date, but to actually have uh, social interactions, you know, go to coffee shops, go to conventions, hang out, go to restaurants, just have a pal that you can uh, trust that has the same ideas that may is not somebody you're trying to date, but it's somebody you want to hang out with. Um, so it's a cool idea. And we're going to be actually on the platform shortly. Because we've been given access as part of our, um, our, our, our um, promotion for them. We are also promoting um, Infatuation, the infatuation.com. Uh, they're a site uh, that allows you to get uh, restaurant reviews on demand through like text and through their site to figure out like where to eat. And uh, that's probably you're going to hear that on this uh, podcast. Uh, there's a little promo we did for them. And this is part of being an indie artist. You have to um, find ways to get sources of income to drive what you're doing. We like to be indie because we are able to put out material whenever we want. And uh, right now we're working toward the CD of Dark Ghost. We're also thinking about putting together um, a picture book with lyrics. We kind of like a poem book, kind of like what we did with Cancer a long time ago. But we would have the art that we've been doing. We create artwork ourselves for every song we create we create videos that with images that we create our, ourselves um we did have turnerbell.com do the uh, two infinitum album um, but for this project dark ghost we're going to actually do the art ourselves and we're thinking of doing a book on amazon to go with what we do for the record <coughs> so excuse me that's all what's going on right now and we're hopefully you'll be um you know, sticking with us, um, we've got a big, big following now on uh, Anchor with 3.4 um, K um, followers. And uh, we're excited that we got the kind of volume. Our, our SoundCloud's got over 77,000 listens. Fan Burst is at 39,000. So, you know, we're, we're starting to move up. And we're hoping to collaborate with uh, Stephen Kidd and a Wolf's Barrel crew from New Hampshire. We had done that a couple years ago. Uh, we're hoping to collaborate with um, um, the band, um, uh, the Heritage from Bermuda, and um, we're always looking to collaborate with all kinds of artists out there. So if you like what we're doing, you want to hear, you know, authentic synth, uh, new wave, progressive music, and you think we could add to your mix, you know, contact us through Anchor. You can send us a voice memo. You can get to us on our Instagram, expansive underscore sound experiments um so expansive underscore sound 
underscore experiments, uh, then you can uh, talk to us directly. Thank you. This is Pam Like the Ghost, and we just uh, re-recorded Hey Couture, and uh, we were able to get the noise out of the mix with a noise tool that we got for our uh, recording flow. So now we're putting up a new version called Hey Couture, Fuck That Untoward Rex. And, uh, you know, we've been in this mode where we be very, uh, you know, you know, uh, lost in our resentments um we know we wrote a song say you know you should um you should um you know get rid of your resentments and get rid of your your fix your karma and um you know lose your resentments but um sometimes you can't there's some people uh in in life that you just uh you get a big hate on <clears throat> you know so given an environment today uh, with the politics and everything you can kind of guess um what's going on in terms of resentment uh, on both sides of the aisle. And, you know, as artists, we can, we can, we can tap into that, try to do something creative with it. So what we've done to here is just, just clean up the song, get rid of the noise and, uh, you know, made a title that will probably offend some people, but um, that's what's going on uh, with our, our head right now. And part of the whole dark ghost thing is that we go into the dark side of what's going on in life. And, uh, is part of it. So enjoy the noiseless version. Oh, oh, hello. Hi. 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 Uh, you might want to turn down something in the background. I'm hearing something. Sorry? I was hearing something in the background. Okay, there is nothing now. Okay, so this is Fam Electric Ghost. Uh, we do uh, indie um, recording interviews with bands okay. around the world. We have Jester Society on the line. So I just wanted to do that little intro. So thank you for joining the show. Thank you to me to host us. So you're from, um, is it called Brescia, Italy? We are Italian. We are from Brescia, Italy. Yes. So your band uh, is described as an indie pop alternative synth electro punk band. Is that the best description? Yeah, we are random stuff uh, around electro indie. Yeah. That's cool. Synth pop, mm-hmm. something like if you want to consider rock, something like gorillas or something like that. Yeah, you're alternative in that way, but you also you, you introduced like electronic music that's kind of getting big again. You know, I'm an electronic musician myself. Um, but let me go through the questions. I don't know if I sent you the questions, so I, we can kind of go through that to keep some structure. Yeah. So when did you first get into music? Like what age? Oh, um, no matter me as Marco, I'm the best uh, and uh, singer, the lead singer. Yeah. I started when I was uh, 15 with my first band. Uh, we we were doing uh, something like punk rock, and uh, then I changed uh, into more electronic music, and then I started this band. Uh, just because you know electronic music uh, start to i like to start uh, electronic music and uh, that's why i started this band now mm-hmm. so what what electronic music band got you into electronic music from punk like um uh, 21 pilots uh, uh, maybe the best one okay but also the muse okay and uh 
also swimmers, the new swimmers. So when and, you were, yeah, when you were into punk music, what punk bands did you um, were you inspired by? Ah, uh, when I was in punk music, uh, Green Day, Blink One Eighty Two, um, bands like that, pop punk music, pop punk bands. Yeah. So have you tried to kind of integrate some of the punk aesthetic into your electronic, or you've left it all behind? No, no, we we made a lot of punk aesthetic in um, the music we are making now. And that's the particularity of uh, the band. It's a mix uh, between uh, the punk and the electronic music. So let me get into a little more depth. So um, in terms of um, instruments, what instruments do you play? Uh, I'm the bass. I play bass. Okay. And uh, also plays a uh, Korg, uh, Volca bass. Okay. Uh, 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 MA, MA audio keyboard. Okay. And then an iPod with a garage band uh, scenes. Mm-hmm. So you do a lot of recording with GarageBand. You use the, the audio. Yeah, yeah audio. we use it uh, for uh, for pre production, and then also in uh, live sets uh, we use uh, the iPad. Of oh, course, cool. so I use iPad. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are using that. I mean, you've got a lot of people that use Pro Tools or they use, you know, FL Studio. But there, I've talked to a bunch of artists that have actually been able to use the iPad and GarageBand and some of the soft synths. The yeah, there are a lot, of, a lot of good things in that, yeah. Yeah, so you find that that's very useful. It gives you a different kind of workflow. Yeah. Also, there is here the keyboard man. Uh, Hi. Hi, so what, what in terms of your keyboards, let me introduce yourself. Yes, of course. I am, how to say, I'm drama in the band, the one of the mask. Okay, great. Um, so, so you play live analog drums or like electronic drums? No, uh, I don't play drums. I play synth. Okay. I play uh, normally piano okay. and stuff like that. So and the other mask, Alessandro, the other mask. Okay. Uh, he's uh, the the drum player. So okay. Um, so on the keyboards, because I'm a keyboardist, um, what kind of synth keyboards do you play, or or keyboards in general? What what? What, what brands or models? Normally now I play with a lot of synth and also I use Logic Pro and Ableton. Okay. So, so I you use a lot of synth um, plugins on like um, MIDI? Yes, awesome. MIDI controllers? Yeah, no, normally now... I have a a Korg, a Korg, a Korg one. Yeah, the the Volk FM, the the last one I used for uh, for record the the the, the last song we we did, mm-hmm. and uh, that's and cool. That's cool. So, have you um thought about using some analog synthesizers or Euro racks in your um recording? So can you repeat? We can. My question is: um, Would you be interested in using analog synths like Moogs or Eurorax? Now we are not using so much, but we we going to use it um, in the future. We have to take and uh, and try it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of um, mixing both, you know, modern digital synths with traditional analog sense like yeah. you know, arterias 
modes, you know, Euro rack modules, because then it gives you a lot of customization in terms of kind of old school sound. Which I yeah, I know that, but uh, we have to take that and, and try in the future. Surely we, we're going to try it. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with that. I mean, the things you're using, you can do amazing things with all the tools you're saying. And a lot of bands can stay within those tools and not use the analog at all. But there seems to be a resurgence in the analog with companies like Moog and Profit. And um, even Korg has analog since. So there's a lot of analog sounds that are coming back. And I'm kind of a child of the 70s. So I, I appreciate, I'm old, I mean, I'm somewhat older. I'm in my 50s. So I come from a time when analog synths were the primary synths. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of have a have a sweet spot for those. Um, so you just said like when you record, you don't use like a traditional digital audio like a DAW. You use GarageBand. So you don't use like Pro Tools or. or we no, normally in the um, in the pre-production we use Logic and GarageBand, okay, and then we go when we go to to the studio to record the singles of the song. And mm-hmm. uh, the producer use uh, Logic, I think. Okay. But those okay. Ableton Live. Ableton Live, okay. Yeah, so you do use those, those traditional. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. So like, when you, you said, uh, so do you do mostly recording in your own studios or do you go to traditional recording studios? You just mentioned maybe you do go to a traditional recording studio yeah. to master. Yeah, to master it, but also to improve the the sounds for the song mm-hmm. you know an, um, a pre-production don't have all the sounds good mm-hmm. but when you go to the traditional studio everything sounds good okay and then also class that we do so you're using like professional recording engineers or just yeah. a producer no no we use a producer and a professional recording engineer that's cool with uh, the last uh, single floating in the blue we recorded in uh, london with a Spanish producer and uh, an engineer, and sounds really, really cool. Yeah, I was looking at your your single, Nico and the Niners. Uh, the other one, yeah, it is a cover. That is um, a cover of 21 Pilots song, mm-hmm. uh, but that it was recorded by with the Logic by ourselves. It was a, a try mm-hmm. to know what could be our our sound. Okay, so that one you did yourselves. Yeah, that one, yeah. But the other one, Floating in the Blue, we have done in a traditional studio. So are you working on a full album? No, yeah, we are working on it. Uh, but before, uh, we've got another another single ready. Uh, it's uh, called Hail Drama. And uh, later, we're going to release an album, a uh, 14-track album. Uh, but and then we are we're starting a tour here in Italy, and uh, later in Europe. Yeah. Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna do a tour uh, throughout Europe? Yeah. Maybe in uh, I think this summer uh, around Europe, UK, Germany, France, uh, um, also Russia. Maybe we are we are we are organizing it. So are you gonna be on the festival circuit or more on the club circuit? But we, we prefer clubs because it's smaller and uh, we are we are get we are in touch with people. You know, is uh, is better for us. So you like dealing with like what three four hundred size crowd rather than the big festival crowds. Yeah, 
because you, you've because you feel that you can get in the audience is more intimate and you can get a reaction better. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. So like, when you do, you have to like have like for your rigs that you bring on stage. Do you have to have roadies, or you're able to set everything up yourself? No, we we take uh, everything by ourselves. We got a. Uh, uh, I mean, boss, and uh, we we do everything with it. We go around with it. Of course, I was, do you do you um when you do a show, how much time does a, like a, a venue give you to set up your your equipment? But normally, normally half an hour. Half hour. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're a traditional band that actually has to do a sound check. Now, yeah. like, like some of these bands today, they're really more like DJs and hip hop guys. They will just bring a laptop, and they can be immediately set up. You still have to kind of go through the setup of your drums and. Yeah, we have to set up everything. Also, the keyboards, uh, yeah. the bass, the guitar, and. Yeah, I, I I'm the same way. I have road cases. I'm a I'm a one man band, but I have to set myself up. I'll bring a guy to help me. But yeah, I mean, I, I, some clubs in the U.S. are not used to seeing people um, run things like that. They typically would think that I'm a DJ and think that I don't need a half hour, but I need a half hour just like you guys. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, surely. <laughs> you know, because like I, I'm bringing a whole rig, you know, with road cases, and that's yeah, not, I've, like, yeah. I've seen your stuff over there, a lot yeah. of stuff. So yeah, it's it, it, people don't seem to. to just because you're an electronic artist doesn't mean you're just using a laptop um, or an iPad. You know, yeah. so you actually have synths or keyboards or drummers or guitar players and bass players. Um, so you actually are a little bit more, you know, like a traditional rock and roll band, which a yeah. lot of, a lot of clubs, you know, would give you enough time to do that. But there's some kind of, you know, this kind of music has changed. So have you kind of run into you know, playing where they're DJs and having, you know, issues with, you know, the, the clubs not realizing that, you know, you're not like that and it takes you guys a little longer to set up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's always been a rub for me. But, um, yeah, so so you've been, have you done shows um, um, at the Justice Society this year? Have you done a lot of shows or you just yeah. ran, ramping up? Here we did uh, three shows with uh, the new, with the new, with the new setup of the band. Yeah. But uh, we are we are looking forward to do more shows. Yeah, that's cool. So, have you thought about collaborating with other bands, or are you just focusing? On, yeah, yeah, we did um... on your own stuff. No, we did with uh, the last single with uh, the American MC uh, Isaac B. Yeah. And uh, the. Orbalist? Yeah. Yeah, with the Orbalist, uh, the producer. Uh, he's uh, London based. Mm -hmm. So are you thinking that you're going to do more of that, or does your album have more like um, features or guests on it? No, we are going to do more, surely, because um, we're going to. To do more stuff with other people to improve also our genre because uh, it's a mix our genre so yeah. it's better if we do with uh, other people from other genres so that's why yeah because that would be really cool if you were able because you have those punk um aesthetic that if you actually had like a punk 
band like collaborate with you or have like an EDM, you know, DJ or EDM, you know, artist collaborate with you guys that would like, fit within what you're doing because you have the multi, you know, multi-genre band you know so you've, you're in a lot of different areas and so i think that's cool i think even like jazz, yeah, that's what that's what we are pointing to yeah. yeah i think even jazz would be cool you know i think jazz and hip-hop uh, would would really integrate that's what we didn't think about it but uh it could be a cool idea yeah i think that would be really awesome but i think like in music today the thing that i'm kind of gravitating toward is when i see bands that mix genres I, I'm very interested in that. I like bands to do that because I think it helps push music forward when people have multiple references. And um, I've always been very interested in bands that do that. Uh, so I think you're, you're, you got the right formula. You got the right, like, like bones to what you're doing. I think that that will make you like be more resilient and more, you know, current. Medical. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Me. So, um, yeah, so what are your thoughts on the way the music industry works, like like streaming and, um, you know, vinyl and and just the way radio is today? How do you feel is the, what's the best way to reach your audience? Well, well um, about uh, streaming services, uh, there are good points and bad points. You know, good points are uh, that uh, you can reach every you can reach everyone around the world. And that's why also we have uh, an audience uh, abroad from Italy. We have a big audience in the States and in UK. And uh, But there is a bad point that is um, that uh, there are not so much money for bands, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I think the days of when you like, you know, a 99 cent download on iTunes, you would get a lot of that money. Um, you know, it depends on how you put it out. If you yes. self put it out, you'll get a lot of that. Uh, with streaming, you get like less than pennies. You know, it takes a lot of streams. You know, you have to be a major to really yeah. make money on streaming. It's more like radio. Um, it's good, and I think it for I think bands today seem, my opinion, bands make money from their shows, from their yeah, merch, sure. from their sure. merch, you know, that's what you make your money on. Um, and, and, and the streaming is more like the radio promotion to let people know you're there. And then you use that and you have to kind of know you're not really going to get a lot out of it until you really break through. But have you thought, like, have you thought about releasing things on vinyl and physical CDs and do you make money from your merch? Yeah, but nowadays, not a lot of people, uh, buys the CDs or vinyl. We, we like to, we want to do that. We really want to do a physical CD with our album, but uh, yeah, we hard. know that people uh, normally don't buy it, but uh, prefer stream on uh, Spotify or iTunes music. Well, so. well, yeah, in the US, what I found is if, if you physically bring CDs to a show, like in New York City, or you bring vinyl to a show and you have a person selling it at the show you will sell it yeah sure but uh, in your city is uh, is different uh, from italy in italy it's not like that so much oh so europe you, you guys are in america there's like a resurgence in vinyl so oh, yeah. there's a lot of kids like if you do a show in new york and you have a vinyl 
you have even a 45 or you have a 78 or, you know, or even a 33. Um, if you have your album in that form, people will buy it, you know, and they'll spend $20, 25 $30. Um, but maybe in Europe, that's not the case. But around here, they they really seem to be into it. Okay, we didn't know about that. So yeah. if uh, we come to New York, we want to, to make also vinyls, yeah? Yeah, I mean, if you bring like 100 copies or 150 copies, I mean, if you find a way to, to make it you know, that many and be profitable, um, oh. then, then like it, the, the, the key to vinyl is you do it in low micro batches. You find companies that will produce it at a reasonable price. And, and if you have such a small volume, you kind of wait for the demand to go back up and then you run another 150. I mean, it's, it's not like you're going to make tons of money, but it gives your fans like collector's items and it gives you something to bring to a show. Um, and if you're doing small clubs and stuff, it's it's kind of cool. So you have something that you can give your fans and eventually, you know, it will drive, you know, you to maybe make a CD once you make enough profit doing that. Because um, you can't, the, the vinyl in the U.S. is very profitable. So a lot of bands are, are, are switching to that format. Yeah, but I've, we've seen also in UK, but in Italy at the time is not so popular. That's a, that's a problem, you know, but. Uh, yeah, I guess you guys have really bought into the, to the electronic streaming more. And maybe the, 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 in America, there's like a romanticism, romanticism about vinyl. And so vinyl has, record stores have tons of vinyl now. Record stores have come back in the U.S., with that's, that's amazing you know yeah yeah <laughs> i i love to to play music on vinyl so so i think it's great because i grew up you know i'm 50 i grew up listening to you know led zeppelin and you know rush and yes and the jimmy hendrix on vinyl that's what i i i would and i, I remember that vinyl one thing about vinyl that i remember was it made you listen to a, a band's entire album because you had to sit down and once you turn it on, you aren't going to skip. So I think what's cool about vinyl for, for, for an artist and their fans is if you do an album and it has a theme, people who listen to your music on vinyl actually listen to it all the way. Unlike on streaming where they'll kind of pick and choose. So I think it's a, it's a really good form if you're a band that wants to do albums, you know, because yeah. then you're able to get your audience to really understand what you're trying to do with a project. Um, so it's a cool thing to think about, but you know, it's maybe not so big where you guys are. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a good idea. We we've got to do that uh, yeah. also for uh, for American. Uh, when we we go to um, to US, mm-hmm. we got to to do some vinyls. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe in Asia they might be into it too. It depends. I think in Japan they would probably dig it. Um, but um, yeah, so. Is there anything else you want to tell your fans about in terms of um, what you're doing on, on your project? So you got your new album coming out. Um, you got a tour. You're, do, you're just going to be playing mostly Europe. Are you thinking of ever coming to the States? Yeah, maybe one day we will come to the States. But now we just started uh, the, the project with uh, the new lineup. So we have to test uh, how it's live. And uh, we have to try it before to before uh, before starting a a war tour, you know, or come to the states. But uh, we really want to say thanks to to all the guys that's uh, listening to us, uh, 
from the states because you know for for us the, that we come from a little really really little uh, town in Italy uh, being listened to people from the states but really a lot of people from the states uh, it, that it's amazing it's yeah, well, Instagram is really great for musicians I've been using Instagram yeah, yeah we are using it it's um, yeah. that's one of the the ways we reach the fans yeah and, uh, that's what I was gonna say because a lot of I've been able to talk to a lot of bands from other countries. You know, I talked to the Muted from uh, London and some other bands from Canada, yeah. um, people in Berlin, um, in Sweden, the Netherlands. And it's because on Instagram seems to be a community of musicians. You know, there's a lot of models and actresses and stuff, but there are a lot of musicians on, on Instagram. And most of my guests come from me, you know, looking at all the indie musicians on Instagram. <laughs> and you know, reaching out to them and seeing if they want to, you know, have an interest. And it's been a good bridge because I think as musicians and, you know, producers, it's always good to hear what other people are doing around the world. And, you know, a lot American music, our, our delivery systems, our radio is not that great. It, it's kind of boring. Um, and so we found that social media, you know, the SoundClouds of the world, the fan burst, you know, Instagram, YouTube, this is where all the new music is happening and where different, you know, bands from around the world, like your band, are, are you can find them where you might not find you on the radio, but we can find you there. Uh, and I think that's really the future of music is really people like yourselves, you know, having, having the guts to say they want to do what they want to do. They want they have an idea. They have a feel for what they want to create. And then you go out and do it, and then the audience, you know, finds it. Um, and I think that's great. That's the one good thing about, I think, social media and streaming is it allows people to find bands from all over the world. And I, I appreciate that you guys are doing what you're doing. And um, you Thanks. Know, I, I want to support you guys. So, like, in the future, when your album comes out, if you want to come on the show yes. and uh, talk about it again. Surely, mate. In detail, we'll, we'll love to have you come on. Uh, that would be great. Really, really, thanks. Thanks so much. So, thanks for everything. Here in Italy, at the moment, is uh, 2 a.m. So, we stayed up uh, for okay. this. So, we're, yeah, we're going to publish your um, this podcast tonight. Within the next half hour, it's going to go out to Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Stitcher, uh, um Google, it's, it goes out to 10 different platforms. Cool. I'll give you about five of them. Um, I'll just send you as they get published. But tonight you will be on Spotify. You will be on Apple. Um, and so, yeah, this is something we do for free. We do have sponsors. So don't be um, offended. We do have some corporate sponsors that will be like on your segment, but not like in the middle of your conversation. But, you know, that's how we are able to do this. Um but yeah, this this is what we like to do. We like to give bands a chance to talk about what they're doing, and I'm glad you guys stayed up. Uh, so get get some rest, and I'll send the links through your Instagram as they get available. And you know, keep on doing what you're doing. We will talk to you when you guys are ready again. Um, and thank you for coming on. Thank you to you, mate. You, really, man. thanks so much, and uh, see uh, see you one day. So okay, yeah, I'm planning on coming to Europe at some point. Sure. 
you know, hopefully next year I'll be uh, touring, so maybe we'll run into each other. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.